Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, April 17th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adelia Jr. And joining me is the man that bleeds black and gold, Greg hey, Miller. That's me, Blessing. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. You're looking really great. So are you. I'm glad you yeah, took dude. my Slack message uh, to heart. Because, of course, oh, no. yesterday, during Nick's Last of Us stream, we had a conversation uh, live on the chat with everybody there on Twitch. And we decided that productivity was slipping and kind of funny and we had to blame the fact that everybody's wearing sweatpants and shorts and just ch chilling out and so we made the decree that from mm -hmm. now on when you work from home i want you in uh dress casual i want you to be able to go to church in this outfit so i said yeah. slap, i slap, won't be this. bullied not one goddamn oh, wow. moment i'll wear whatever i want and i'll have whatever pet i want on my side Ke the way kevin's dress is actually worrying me <laughs> Kevin's like, uh, black tank top. If you're not, you know. Yeah, Kevin looks like black a side character from the from Ozarks right now with, with how he's dressed. Well, no, you and I look like we're the main characters in Final Fantasy, and he's one of the NPCs who's going to give us a quest. Just no <laughs> yeah. textures. He's like, can you find my three cats? They're spread out through the city. Uh, Kevin, how are you doing? Because you're since you're dressed down, I imagine that you're like on the on the lazy side of things. First you're of all, I don't like this dress down business. All right, I'm comfortable is what I am. I'm wearing my PJs. You're extra comfortable today. Yeah, I love. I, love I it won't though. be bullied. I won't. I won't have some adult come in here and be like, "Oh, you got to dress prettier." All right, Kevin, especially I'm that Nick back, Scarpino. It's time to get you back on a roll here. We need to get you back in season, right? I don't know if you've been seeing the president's tweets. Everybody's about to be liberated. We're all about to go back to work. <laughs> Jesus so it's like clearly, Christ. I don't want. I don't want Monday to roll around, and it's like we can go back in the no, office. No, I got a pen show. too. All right, I could. I could sit here with. But look my how pen. professional I look. You <laughs> <laughs> do look professional. You put a suit and tie on any any old guy. I just, uh, I just realized here with a pen. I left my I left my water bottle uh, on the on the table over there. Do you guys mind if I? I'll fill time. I'll fill time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am sitting here with a pen, and people are wondering where is he going to put that pen? Where are you going to put that pen, Kev? You'll find out later. Oh, Jesus! Look, he's Maybe not wearing not pants. Pen. What is he wearing? Trunks? Whoa, whoa, whoa! What? Bless what? me. What? Whoa! We said what? church appropriate. We said slacks. Are you wearing swim trunks? Oh, oh. Oh, this is awkward. You just um, blew yourself up, son. What are you doing over oh, there? Snap. Oh, I mean, listen, I didn't think you guys would see you from the waist down. That's my mistake. Yeah, you screwed yeah, up. I, forgot. I kind time, of huh? forgot I'm wearing so shorts. Is, now you're telling me you're, you're going to be only at 50% on this show. I needed you 100%. I, mean, I wanted you to dial it in. You're at 50%. Today's stories include a robot gaming companion, uh, Nintendo stock thriving, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, I try to change the topic so that I don't get called out as we run you through the nerdy news that you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show now it's time for some housekeeping josh pretty is happening tonight at 6 p.m pacific time over on kind of funny.com slash josh mukuga is that a link we have now that's the link we have right now because I have the login details to get in there. That's right, everybody. Uh, of course, Josh McCuga, you know him from Eating History. Uh, all the Drunk Extra live streams is doing a Josh Pretty special tonight with me, Tim, and Nick. A reunion slash rematch to see if now that, of course, Josh isn't so drunk he's showing Nick all the answers, I can once again repeat. Because, of course, I should have won the first Josh Pretty of all time for kind of funny. Lost at the end for a fucking Melissa McCarthy heat question. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and then the next time around... Him, just destroyed him and i'm gonna destroy him again tonight when am i gonna get an invite to one of these josh pretty things oh, i feel like i, I feel like i could perform well i feel like when it comes to trivia that's where i shine here's Random the thing facts. is i think josh is desperate for attention and guests so i will gladly take you on one-on-one -on -one. you know what i mean you want to oh, get out see, there i was i was gonna challenge like joey and barry and oh, Andy you, okay get, like, yeah, say, say about the, the new class rules okay i like that yeah, yeah okay okay the yeah, undercard i like that we'll talk we'll make it all the dumb kids i get it that's a good strategy Exactly. <laughs> just make yourself look better. <laughs> Thank you All the questions are about users. graffiti and Cool Greg just cleans your clock. Oh yeah, Cool Greg just destroys us. All the questions. Wait, whoa, are about whoa, 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 This makes this raises a great point. Actually, Kevin, go to Blessings Twitter. Oh no. <laughs> Watch this goddamn dance video. Did you see this? Do we have to? Yeah, we do. Kevin, did you see this? I don't know what the hell you're talking. I don't use Twitter. Go to Blessings way. Twitter. Or do you need me to get it for you? No, I got it. What is it? Blessing. <laughs> it's Blessing <laughs> Junior. Oh, there you go. Just All my right. first name. And then, yeah, show this video of him dancing. You'll know when you see it. It's right there, 14 hours ago. 
Show oh this to the. I don't know. Give give me me one one second. Second. Calm down. This. Everybody, calm down. I can't calm down when I get a great idea. All right, now I got a great idea right, here, here we called watching nope. a video. Why is this not working? Hold on, sorry guys. It's okay. To preface, this was this was when I was twenty years old. Hold on, I, I'm only twenty five, so it's not like a decade ago or anything. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. just half this a decade. Is, this, it was yeah, just half a decade ago. Uh, this was like people were doing like the trend thing yesterday on Twitter and social media, where they're they're putting up pictures of themselves as when they were twenty. Um, and so I did that, and so my, in one of the pictures, I'm like I'm like teaching a dance class. And there's some of that replied, and they were like, oh, we got to see you dance. Yeah, I was teaching a dan dance class. I used to, like, I did a lot of dancing in college and high school. Did you and do so, it in a serious so, way? I mean, yeah. you're about to see. No, but I mean, like, in your heart, did you believe in it? Yeah. That's I watched awesome. a lot of Step Up, Kevin. All right. Who didn't? Yeah, you did. All right, here we yeah, go. That's a good point. Step All Up right, to the Streets, the best one. I was way more limited back then. I mean, I'm still with it, but how much did you do that? And I guess I mean, when I was like, who the fuck are you in response to this? A lot of people are like, he did it at prom or he did it somewhere else at PAX or something. Yeah. Did you oh, do yeah. it both like, I've, I've danced at like pretty much half of the nerdy like events that I've been to. And so yeah. like I've danced at Kind of Funny Live 2 and 3. And yeah. I danced at Kind of Funny Prom because it was literally a prom. Sure. Um, Pixel Brave probably got put footage of all of it. But yeah, there are like certain... Wait. Moments at PAX where I busted a move. What up, Kevin? I mean, that kid was pretty good, but where are you? Oh, oh covering you up. There you oh. Wait, where are you? <laughs> no, that was him. That is him. That was Kevin, me. That is him. What? In the blue shirt, that's blessing. That you? Yeah. He's popping and locking. Why do you look so more, like, tighter and muscular? What's that supposed to mean? Nothing. I'm sorry. I mean, I look at you now, and I don't think you could be able to do this. And then I see you do it in this video, and I'm like, holy shit, that's what it means. This is, yeah. like, who the fuck are you? Because I know you're the guy who doesn't didn't want to move his desk around, has nothing on his walls. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm we just, mean by this. I'm, I'm, I'm just rusty. You know, I haven't, I, like, so I, I don't, like, not dance anymore, but I just don't do it as much. Because it was very much like a... Like a passion kind That's of like thing. That's like a way of life, yeah. And yeah, back then it was a way it was a way of life, kind of like the step up movies. Uh okay. but nowadays I'm I like I still want to dance more. Like I when this when this whole pandemic is over, I plan to go to more dance events because it's it used to be the way that I would keep in shape and that would that, sure. that would be my workout is dancing. Um uh, blessing. Is this, and this but, isn't a joke. Is this why you think you've been playing so much Beat Saber? Is that one of the reasons? Oh, I yeah, it's one of the reasons I love Beat Saber is because I love moving in that way and because of how like rhythmic it is. And it's the reason why I think like it's the reason I think I'm pretty good at Beat Saber is because I already have like that muscle memory down of just yeah. moving to the rhythm. Uh, and so, yeah, no, 100%. Those things are linked. Well, congratulations did, to you. Thank Blessing, you. did you Congrats. have someone in your like posse that would be there like as kind of a, what was it called? The guy that's in the background going like, yeah, you got hype him. Man. Hi yeah. Hype man. Yeah. Do you have a hype man? Yeah, I had a couple hype men, yeah. Okay. For when sure. you start dancing again, when this is all over, can I come be the new hype man? No, 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 no. Fuck oh, him. Oh, 100%. Do, do, I, I'll be a better me? hype man. Because no, be, he's you always got to be, be my stage, man. you know what I mean? Oh, we, we can both do it, Kev. Well, I, as long as Alternate. I'm top billing. So it's 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 Big Kev Dog and oh, oh. It's, it's Blessing featuring Big Kev Dog and the man from Mizzou or whatever we decide. Perfect, I like that. Yeah, that's good too. All right, all right, I'm in. All right, we figured it out. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Muhammad Muhammad, Al Tribesman, and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Hymns and Quit, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have four stories today. Baker! Because it looks like he froze there. And please tell me that's how it looks. Yeah, well, at a certain point in the middle of that, for us, I don't know how it worked out in the end product, but Kevin's mic just cut. And it sounded like he just, like, Baker's dozen into another universe. Which is gone. Which is excellent. Story number one, Sony has patented a robotic gaming companion. I'm pulling this from Jordan Alleman at IGN who writes, Sony has patented an, an autonomous robotic gaming companion that sympathizes with the user and reacts to their emotions during gameplay. A listing found on the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office website depicts the, ro the robot as a fuzzy little guy who sits next to you on the sofa while you play games. It has no mouth, but a pair of endearing eyes and cute cute boots and is said to be able to talk and empathize with the player as well as move its arm leg or neck in reaction to the player's emotions the patent mentions that ideally the robot would be autonomous to the point where it could sit beside you on the sofa of its own accord rather than being placed next to the user 
It's also noted that the robot could also play games with the player. The example given being the companion, the companion controlling the opponent team, the opponent team of a baseball game being played by the user. The patent describes the robot including a feeling deduction unit, an object control system that can detect and act upon the user's emotions. The unit can evaluate feeling indexes such as joy, anger, love, and surprise, and will be comp complemented by a biological sensor that can track the user's heart rate and sweating state. It doesn't sound too far from another Sony, Sony patent for a controller attachment that measures biological responses. In the summary of the object, the patent notes that the robot has been created to usher in a joint viewing experience in order to motivate users to play games and react to them in absence, absence of a face-to-face -face relationship with another person. Sony explains the robot's function in more detail later in the patent, quote, it is expected that the user's affinity, affinity with the robot is increased and motivation for uh, playing a game is enhanced by the robot viewing the, the gameplay next to the user and being pleased or sad together with the user. Further, regarding uh, not only the game, but also a movie, a television program, or the like, uh, it is expected that the user may enjoy content more by viewing the content with the robot as compared to the case of viewing it alone, end quote. The patent explains that the robot has a love index, which will be affected by how the user speaks to the robot in moments <laughs> of tension. <laughs> when asked to be, uh, to be charged, the, if the player doesn't charge the robot quickly, it will evaluate the player that, uh, it will evaluate that the player does not love it at all um, or love it and will react in a similar fashion if it's kicked around instead of being stroked or if the, if the user tells the robot that it's being no, uh, noisy. If it feels unpopular, it will, it will no longer empathize with the player during gameplay, a conscious action made to make the user reflect on their attitude and treat the robot more kindly in the future. It can also help to improve life rhythm and will tell users to go to bed. Greg, I know everything I just read sounds like a parody and sounds like it's, it's something I pulled out of somebody who's trying to troll us or punk us. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, but this is a Sony patent that... that was just discovered by IG. I don't know if it was discovered by IG, but that was just discovered. Greg, what are your what's what's your take on all Stop. this? Stop. Stop doing this. What are you doing? Stop. Like, you know, in like it's very clear they keep saying Sony patent, right? Not PlayStation. This is Sony, you hope, making some weird ass fucking toy. Who would want this toy? Now, and I know no, you're gonna say, well, of course, Greg, kids would want this toy. No, they, no, they wouldn't. Because you know what's gonna happen is little Timmy's not gonna play with it, and then the thing's gonna fucking guilt them, and then Timmy's gonna cry, and mom's got a fucking four hundred dollar. And look at this goddamn thing. Now, Graham's just a drawing. They can put it over there. And they got a fucking pillow pal over there with eyeballs. It's a cloud of eyeballs that's gonna set. It's gonna tell when Timmy's sweating. That's what this thing's gonna do. That's what, and it's gonna make him feel guilty when he doesn't play the goddamn game. And then it's going to tell him to go to bed. This thing just sounds like a yak, 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 nag. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I don't need it in my life right now. All right. I already got Fun. one of those. I don't need somebody else yak, yak, nagging at me all the time. Fun you know, experiment, though, Miller. We get two what? of them, right? We, yeah. we treat one each other. very, very nice, treat the other one really no. badly. You know what I mean? See how that mm -hmm. goes. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't mind having this... a control in a test group. If, if, I mean, but is, is this, this strikes me as somewhere between. It's like this it's a Furby and it's a Teddy Ruxpin and it's a Wonder Book, right? And it's like I understand what PlayStation's <laughs> trying to do here. I'm oh, Sony again, Sony. I understand what Sony's trying to do here. And what if we did make the next Furby, the next Tamagotchi, the next like hit thing that everybody would all the kids would want or whatever. But this just sounds like a tremendous waste of time and money. A tremendous, and like, don't get me wrong, it, you know, that's why the dreamers win, and they're going to put it out, and they're going to put it into a cute teddy bear or wiener dog form, and everybody's going to buy it and love it, and then it's a completely different ball of wax. But it seems like the games you'd be playing with it on the TV would be, I read this as a kid's toy, so, so basic that no kid would really want to play those things. So then it's just, what, a $400 stuffed animal people are walking around with that they aren't actually using the right way for or doing the right thing? Yeah, like you, you say that this is this is Sony and not PlayStation, but they do link it a lot to video game experiences in this patent, which is an which is an interesting thing. Like the idea of, like the idea of alone, right? Playing, uh, they they reference a baseball game, playing MLB the Show against this robot Furby creature that's sitting next to me. In th in theory, is weird. In practice, is also weird. Like I this 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 strikes me as. Uh, especially coming off of um, 
like coming off of the controller reveal, which we all we all said looked like something out of Detroit Become Human. Yeah. Um, even though like it's still the controller still looks cool, but then also coming off of like the Mark Cerny PS5 conference, which also felt like a futuristic thing. I feel like there's somebody at Sony who played Watch Dogs 2 and was like, "This is the future. This is what this is what we need to strive well, it, toward." It, it, this it, feels it, like the latest why, step of that. That's why patents always on this sense make sense. And we always talk about that, that, uh, you know, Sony and companies in general file so many different patents for things that they won't look like this in their final form or they're not going to happen at all. But it's an idea they want to chase. Like, obviously, you know, AI and more interactive experiences, that's a huge thing. We talk about Alexa all the time. Right. We talk about it. I thought when I read the headline on this. I originally assumed it was going to be more in vain with the patent we saw for uh, the AI assistant for PlayStation, right? They talked about that they patented of like, hey, you know, whatever, PlayStation, I'm stuck at this point. What do most people do? And then it can either send you to DLC or it can send you actually like 56% of players did this kind of crap. I thought it was going to be in that vein of it. But then you read through this and it's clearly a toy, right? Like, I mean... I thought, you know, you're going to have this autonomous thing. And when you started and you start reading about it, it's like, okay, cool. It's going to be like an amiibo size thing or a statue size thing that'll be there and be like Alexa and have something to do with that. But then when you get into it, it was like, it's going to check on how much sweat it's going to have. It's going to, it's going to be, you know, it'll be playing the, it'll be as, it'll be acting like it's the opponent in the game I'm playing. Like it starts getting so weird that I just don't see this being, it's, it's a tale of two PlayStations and Sony's, I guess, where on the one hand, I see this being Sony themselves putting out this consumer electronic and having it be that it's got its own dongle you plug into the TV or app or whatever that then kids can play games with it. And they're not full-blown games. They're not that great of games. And so they never get past that launch hardware. Then on the other side of the coin, I can see them being so, so, so brain dead as to say that, no, this does tie into PlayStation. It is a Wonderbook situation. It is this thing you buy and they get three of those games out and never do anything with it again. And it just doesn't sell and it doesn't move. Yeah, and it strikes me as it's it strikes me more more as that. And I wonder like I'm I'm not necessarily at the place where I think this is going to make it to to market based on if once again, and they're talking about it, right? They're referencing video games quite a bit, even though they do reference music or not music. They reference movies and TV too. Like this seems like a just a general robotic partner, like robotic play toy partner. Yeah. Tamagotchi Tamadachi thing. Um but yeah, like in in reference to the ways in, in which the this thing interacts with video games, I can't I can't imagine this makes it to to market because it seems like it muddies the message. It seems like like if this came out, let's say twenty twenty one um after the PS five, right? And like yeah. this was like one of the one of the leading um accessories for it, or the lead or the, um uh yeah, like one of the leading accessories for it that that they that they go forward and market, right? Like I feel like that is such a weird foot to like like such such a weird step to step yeah. forward with for the ps5 which is this thing that you've so far marketed as like this piece of technology right you've talked about the ssd you've shown off the controller and talked about the adaptive triggers and like all this all these different things um you like you talk about like you had mark Cerny talk about game design and and, and, and loading screens and how like g- games can be designed differently ar- around uh an ssd and around the advanced hardware you ha- you've had mark Cerny talk about the ears and the hrtf oh, yeah. and all that send stuff those right photos like, of the ears. send those photos of the ears to mark yeah and like you know, once once we get the PS5 event, we're going to get a clearer voice for what their marketing vision is for the PS5. But right now, it doesn't seem like the marketing vision is going to be something that is like, like, uh, like I don't know, man, childish or like have fun. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 for it, sure. It for doesn't. Sure. It does. It, the PS5 seems like it will be marketed as like a piece of gaming technology that is going to be gamers first. And now we so, are jumping. I mean, we're, we're, and granted, because it's going off a of patent and everything else, and I like the direction we're taking it. We are jumping uh, to a conclusion that it'd be a PlayStation 5 thing. Like, it could go the opposite. That's where a good point. PlayStation 4s aren't ubiquitous by any means in homes, but there are, what, more than 106 million of them out there. So that does mean that there are 106 million PlayStation 4s that are out there, are installed, and are owned by people who are parents or are about to become parents and probably don't want to turn around and invest the money necessarily in a PlayStation 5. And so at that point, if you... Because, like, it's... Such a weird idea, and it sounds like the beginning of every fucking Chucky movie or whatever, where they're making the doll smarter, and then it just becomes real, that Miley Cyrus Black Mirror episode. Um, But again, it comes back to this whole thing of, it all sounds childish, sure, and that's great, because I do remember having Teddy Ruxpin. You're too young for Teddy Ruxpin, right? I never had one. I know what it is, though. Like, that was a huge deal, and I loved having him, and I loved that he would talk to me, and I loved playing the tapes in him, and you wished he was more interactive, right? 
So I get all that. It's just this last section where it talks about the love index and how like it's yeah. going to understand if it's being neglected or if the user tells the robot it's being too noisy. If it feels un- unpopular, it will no longer empathize with players during gameplay. Like, so what age demographic are we shooting for with this? Because again, teaching kids empathy is great and all, but I don't think the toy, like you, you end up ignoring every toy. You end up putting every toy down, right? Yeah. Unless it's a living thing that you can't get rid of and you're stuck oh with my it God. 15 years, you know, then you have Is he to always just on your lap? Is he on your yes. lap every show? Uh, well, no, not every show, but lots of shows. Okay. Depends. I think it's been, gotcha. a, it's been colder this week, so he's been more wanting to go huddle with me. Otherwise, he sunbathes over here on the bed. Yeah, if, if this thing makes it to market, then I, I want to see what their their marketing is for it and how they talk about it. Because yeah, it's hard to gauge from a from a patent where they are like like them them leading off with saying or not leading off, but them mentioning uh like playing a baseball game feels peculiar because that like kids play baseball games for sure, but sure. that seems like a very nondescript like you wouldn't put the if this is a, if this is a commercial for a thing for kids, you I don't think MLB the show is the thing you put in the commercial. I think you put like knack or Fortnite or something and like have that be but that's again like i just think you're jumping to and i understand why this conclusion Mm -hmm. that it's going to tie in directly to the existing playstation ecosystem when i definitely think this is a standalone sony consumer electronic that's you know making shitty video games but let's say i'm wrong and it is a playstation thing it will be and we're going to call i'm going to call the buddy index or whatever right the buddy index is going to come with a disc of games and then there's going to be downloadable ones you can pick for as a, a parent for seven to ten bucks a pop right and it's going to be like the most basic of like it's a home run derby you know what i mean and you're like hitting yeah. x on it just a swing every so often it's like strike you know what i mean and then, then gotcha the stupid buddy's like great job buddy if it likes you otherwise it's like you fucking deserve it <laughs> uh greg jamie s writes in and says good morning blessing and greg sony has patented a sympathy robot gaming companion and i'm highly amused i know we often never see patents come to fruition but let's pretend this thing becomes real do you get one what do you name it do you listen when it tells you to go to bed and why is sony so interested in tracking our emotions thank you for reading happy friday i would consider getting one you're missing the most important point. Is there an easy platinum trophy attached to Buddy Index? If there is, then of course I'm getting a Buddy Index, mm-hmm. right? And Kevin raises a great point of, I do think that there's a great case for ha- having a control group and then like go, like we're going to do one where I'm super nice to it and then we send home with one with Kevin and Kevin just tortures it. And then we bring him in every day and interview him and see what they think. Who, you know, how are they feeling? You know, who's having a great time? Who wants to run away? And that's how we do it. We pair them against each other that way. As a consumer, I wouldn't just buy one, no. For as a YouTuber, as somebody who wants to talk about on my podcast, sure. Yeah, no, that's my thing is like, I think it would be great content to get one of these things yeah. and talk about it and like, to, and do the Kevin thing and have like Greg treat it treat it right and I'll just like throw it against the wall in my room and, and we compare and contrast like the different reactions of it. Yeah. Um, but as a general consumer, then like, yeah, like I think Greg's spot on in terms of saying that like, this is a thing that is likely going to be marketed toward children. And so it's, I'm, I wouldn't get it from the stance of I'm not a child uh, and I wouldn't like I'm not really the market for uh, a Teddy Ruxpin or yeah. a Tamagotchi thing like that's that's not me but what's gonna I, be funny is when we're all this whole thing is like ah this that and the other and we're such video game people about it and when it does actually come out and it is in a cute form and it is the next giant fucking thing like every kid wants this thing to have it to talk to it and they are excited that they have to take care of it in the same way I'm excited I have to take care of my yeah. villagers in Animal Crossing. Because in terms of whether or not it'll sell to kids, like I don't, kids are dumb. I, they'll buy anything. Yeah, that's Remember the, that's pogs? the thing. We all bought pogs. I don't doubt it. Like if this thing, if they market it well enough and advertise it and make it make it look cute and make it look like a thing that kids will, like, make it look like Pertillo. <laughs> kids will want that. Like kids, oh, yeah. kids will for sure. Like I think Sony, if you want to hit that. me up right now, we will gladly talk about putting Portillo as the likeness for this thing. Oh man, blessing crashed on mine. Did he crash now, on your end, yeah, Kevin? Okay, there he is. He's back. Kind of. Hello, hello, hello. Can you guys hear me? Can you guys see me? I yep, hear, now I hear you. See you. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I was going to add. No? Wait. Yeah. No, I see you. Oh, I hear you. Okay. Yeah, we can see you. Oh. Kevin, I was going to ask, and maybe, and I guess it's, it's me then, because this is the second time where I've seen uh, Greg's uh-huh. video go like robotic y and static y and then like freeze up, but I didn't know if that was a me thing. It's no. probably a me thing. No, I, I think it's fine. Okay. It's fine on your end? Wow. I mean, I'm All not right, looking sweet. directly at him, but. Uh... Well, good. also his 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 voice also like basically his voice has been good. for me. Okay, so that, that case, if I ever just like pause and stare into the sun, it's because things are not going well on my side in terms of. <laughs> <laughs> just as a heads up, 
Yeah, you story did full, number two. Hold on, hold on. You oh. did a full freeze over there. And secondly, can I insert a breaking news story for you? Go for it. I'm reading from TVLine.com where Rebecca Inanucci says, San Diego Comic-Con canceled for the first time in 50-year history. San Diego Comic-Con, the largest fan convention in the United States, has officially been canceled amid concerns about the ongoing coronavirus outbreak. Comic-Con International announced Friday. The cancellation marks the first time in SDCC's 50-year history that the event will not take place. The event will instead resume at the San Diego Convention Center from July 22nd to the 25th of 2021. Uh, SDCC also announced uh, that individuals who purchase badges for Comic-Con 2020 will have the option to request a refund or transfer their badges to Comic-Con 2021. All 2020 badge holders will receive an email within the next week with instructions on how to request a refund. Comic-Con's official hotel affiliate, On Peak, will be canceling all hotel reservations and refunding all deposits made through them. Quote, extraordinary times require extraordinary measures. And while we are saddened to take this action, we know this is the right decision, said an SDCC spokesperson. We eagerly look forward to the time when we can all meet again and share the community we all love and enjoy. The organization was also canceled. Oh, the organization has also canceled fan convention WonderCon after initially postponing it in March. The next WonderCon will be March 26th through the 28th, 2021. He's gone. Blessing's gone. Oh, well. It was pretty great that I took over the show. Hey, everybody, it's me. Yeah, that reporter Greg really Miller. You know what I mean? This... Crazy Comic-Con's gone, huh? Yeah. I mean, not unexpected, Smart. right? It goes back to what is actually interesting as I grab my pen, uh, Kevin, to talk to you a little bit about this. You know what I mean? Uh, it's interesting uh, that, yes, Comic-Con's canceled, of course. Mm-hmm. Not unexpected in any right. way, shape, or Right. And then if you remember uh, this week, I've been talking about that article that where the uh, what was the University of Pennsylvania kind of funny dot com slash wrong Philadelphia uh, okay. saying that he thought all live events will be canceled through fall 2021. Right. That we wouldn't right, get anything right, right. back till then. When I tweeted that out, because that's what we led with on Games Daily the other day. Uh, one of the guys who is from Reed Pop and organizes uh, the PAXs responded to it with that Nathan Fillion gif of him going like that like he wanted mm-hmm. to argue but didn't want to right, argue right, and right. i didn't know how to read that it, it, like of like wait do you think you're gonna still do paxes is pax happening this year still or is it not happening and then that was interesting i thought that that's how that went one yeah. move that i think I'm is really time because i've unplugged my headphones and i can't hear anything oh says. no worries no worries oh, back uh, to you kevin i was gonna say one move that's interesting is them being like hey anyone that wants it you can your pass is good for next year's You've yeah. already paid for, or we can return your money. That seems smart in the sense that, like, if people have their pass, they're more likely to go to something. Yeah, so exactly. They better put that money in there, right? Right. So it's it's one of those things where if maybe next year the world's back to normal, but people are still scared of going to these public mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh, well, I already have my pass. Might as well, you know, go. You know, I think that's a smart yeah. move. Not to mention that, you know, com- the, the one of the big things about getting a Comic-Con pass is waiting in that virtual queue, is trying to get it in. They sell out in, what, like 10 minutes or whatever it is. Like, the fact that you're taken care of through next year is a nice move as well. Now, my internet's taking a dump. Uh, it, but w- did I miss that uh, our people our people who got their passes for San Diego Comic-Con this year, are they then automatically entered into the next year? Is that what Correct. Going yeah, on? you can either you can gotcha. get a refund or you can roll it over to 2021. Gotcha. Well, dang. It's wild. Well, dang, we live in. Wild. Story number two. Nintendo stock price hits 52-week high amid switch shortages. This is pulled from James O'Connor at GameSpot. Nintendo stock price has just hit a 52-week high, showing the company's current financial strength despite the fact that it's very hard to buy a Switch right now. <laughs> As tweeted by Nico Partner, uh, Nico Partner senior analyst Daniel Ahmad, Nintendo stock price is currently at the highest it's ever been, or highest it's been over the last 52 weeks. Not, as, not that it's ever been. In fact, the stock price is as high as it was in March 2018, which was a previous record price for the Switch era of the company. It peaked on April 16th, 2020 at 47,100 yen. That's approximately $437. The enormous success of Animal Crossing New Horizons is credited as a major reason for the stock rise. The game has been a sales sensation and one of the best-selling games on the console. While shipments of the console have been suspended in Japan and its handheld mode might seem less important now that, that everyone is stuck indoors, it has remained extremely popular. Animal Crossing New Horizons is not only the biggest is not only the is not only is not the only big recent success on Switch as Ring Fit Adventure has also seen shock, uh, stock shortages. Nintendo is expected to give an overview of recent business in its next earnings report on May 7th, 2020, which should give some give us some further insight into how the Switch and Animal Crossing are performing. 
Uh, now, Greg, we had a conversation a few weeks ago when Animal Crossing first came out or was first releasing about where we think Nintendo like first party game sales would net out. What we would think the, the best selling games would be on, on Switch when things would would shake out. Um, and we're a little bit away from seeing like how the actual like numbers are for Animal Crossing. Yeah, not far away I'm, now, right? If they're going to come out and give this during their next uh, business meeting. Yeah. I'm curious to see like if we're still if we're, if we're still in the same place as we were because I had it going like let's see so for context right at number one for we're, we're talking about Switch software sales Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is number one at twenty almost twenty three million and this was reported uh, at the end of December twenty nineteen so Mario Kart 8 Deluxe number one Super Smash Bros Ultimate is number two. Super Mario Odyssey is number three, and that's at 16.59 million units. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is at number four, and then Pokemon Sword and, Sword and Shield was at number five um, by the end of December 2019. I, and I had Animal Crossing being under that, like being Correct. number, like likely number six. Your original thing was putting it above Let's Go Pikachu, so putting it number six. Yes, yeah, with the idea that Pokemon Sword and Shield is going to rise and, and likely course, become yeah. the top-selling game. You figure, yeah, to bring that out again, right, it's a little over 16 million, and it's it, at the time of this reporting, right, uh, this was uh, based on a, a month and 15 days. It sold 16.06 million, so yeah, that number's increased. Yeah. Do you think Do you think it outsells uh, Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey at this point? Because I'm starting to get there. Yeah. <sighs> I think it's possible. I think it's possible, which is crazy to say. And that's the thing is like it, it you start to get into this crazy talk, but we made that prediction when it was on launch day or whatever review day, like when we were what we were seeing and since then mm-hmm. the way it has taken over. And granted it's it's definitely calmed down, but the way it has taken over in our ecosystem of everybody buying it, people playing it for the first time, People I saw, you know, a week later, finally, you know, thinking, all right, fine, I got a paycheck. I'm going to pick up Animal Crossing and try it. The amount of people who've written in saying it was their first Animal Crossing, they want to know what it was all about. Uh, and then beyond even what we're doing, beyond what we're seeing yeah. with our, our our audience, right, in our, you know, uh, ecosystem of gaming press people, uh, you know, Jen and Lucy are obsessed with this burgeoning platform I've never heard of called TikTok. And Animal Crossing w- was all over fucking TikTok. And like, like really? everywhere. Yes, there was TikTok memes all over the place about it. So it's showing to me, at least casually and obviously completely unscientifically, that it's crossing over outside of just, you know, hardcore gamers. It is into a thing of just the kids are actually playing it, let alone that it dropped the, not the perfect time for any of us, but the perfect time for that kind of game, right? To be dropped in the middle of a pandemic when you can't leave and you want to socialize, but you can't. And the amount of, yeah. I saw, uh, I think it was Pat- uh, Patricia Wright wrote an article about uh, there being uh, dates now. People are taking people on Tinder dates inside of oh, Animal yeah. Crossing and all the like. It's really crazy the way people are using it to actually uh, see each other and hang out with each other. Yeah, it really it really was the leading game like to come out of the of the pandemic, right? Like it, yeah. it coming out and being one of the. I know it came out the same day as Game Eternal, but I think Animal Crossing be what being what Animal Crossing is, um, kind of came out and is kind of. Like, if there was an official video game of the pandemic, it would be Animal Crossing, which is, like, a weird sentence to say. But it, I think, it, one, it has helped so many people kind of have that escape. But then also, it is the perfect game for if you just have a lot of time, if you just want to kill time, if you just want to, like, hang out and hang out with friends, right? Yeah. Or just, like, have something to do to chip away at. Like, Animal Crossing is perfect for that. Yeah, so, um, like, Mike having his hide-and-seek competitions. Uh, yeah. Built us a uh, obstacle tour, a course thing we never actually did because we've just been so busy. Uh, it's going crazy. And yes, by the way, it was but uh, Patricia uh, her, her, Patricia Hernandez at Polygon. There it is. I uh, did an article just uh, yesterday uh, called "Animal Crossing fans are using their games for Tinder dates." Actually, two days ago, my watch failed me on that one. So yeah, there's yeah. A, like that's the thing is like not only is it out there and not only is it super popular. And even Jeff Grubb, if you if you caught this this week, wrote an article for uh, GamesBeat that was like. Here's why I'm. Uh, here's the problems Animal Crossing has right now, kind of thing, right? Or why it's not living up to what it did at launch. And uh, he did a tweet yesterday, and he's like, um, "If you, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but he's like, uh, if you want your article to do re- well in terms of like year over year numbers or like wh- what the best articles of the year are, he's like, have Chrissy Teigen retweet it." And I went, through, I was like, "What?" And I popped over to Chrissy Teigen's thing, and sure as shit, she quote tweeted it. Mm-hmm. It was like, "This is what I'm saying. These are my exact problems." And it was like, "Holy shit!" And like, so many people. That's funny from her ecosystem that are playing that game that don't usually play every game like we're talking about right come in and i think to your point 
and again, apples and oranges to an extent. You talk about, yeah, Doom Eternal launched that same day, but nobody's, and, and not, not nobody's talking about Doom. Everybody's talked about Doom. Doom's a great game. But Doom had the your, normal conversation cycle. Doom's great. Yeah. Here are the reviews. Everybody likes it. People played it. They beat it, and they're on to something else. Whereas Animal Crossing, to this day, Goldfarb literally texts me every day to ask if I have something in the shop. You know what I mean? Yeah. When like, Jen's I mean, too busy even, to play it during a day, she sees me turn it on, and she goes, wait, what's in your shop today? Like, what's going on? Yeah, even Final Fantasy VII Remake is a game that just came out, and it's not – like, people are talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake. People love it and, and all that stuff, but the conversation around it doesn't seem any different from – if it released outside of a pandemic, like if it released in yeah. normal conditions, I would have expected this same Final Fantasy VII remake conversation to be happening the way it is in a way where Animal Crossing seems to just be way more uh, resonant right now. Uh, and like the conversation, like when we look at the best-selling Nintendo Switch games, right? Like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe being number one and, and mm-hmm. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate being number two uh, at the time of the, the, the time the, the, these numbers were reported, right? Like if I compare the conversation to Super Smash Bros., for example, like I feel like this, the conversation is, is, is comparable. Like, it's apples and oranges for sure, right? Sure. Animal Crossing seems to have broken through in a way that is more even universal than Smash Brothers. Like Smash Brothers is a game that means a lot to Nintendo fans, means a lot for people in the Smash Brothers community and fighting game fans. Uh, and it's a game that like you expect to sell incredibly well because of the representation in, in Super Smash Brothers, right? It having yeah. so many games in it from Final Fantasy and Animal Crossing and Mario and, and Pokemon and all the different big franchises that we associate um, either with Nintendo or, or not with Nintendo. And so... Yeah. Sorry. Like, uh, go, uh, go for it. No, no, you go. go. So I was to say, like, Animal Crossing. The the conversation with Animal Crossing, it seem it like it's it seems bigger, even though I don't know how much conversation will can actually translate to sales. But I think in in this case, like, no matter where Animal Crossing kind of nets out by the end of it, like, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised to see it like land at that number like two or three spot when it's all said and done. What I don't think is coincidence, and granted, there are many reasons I think this is the case, but both number one and number two on this list, Mario Kart and Super Smash Brothers, are multiplayer games. They are experiences you share with other people. Again, mm-hmm. which I think is the traditional power of the Switch we always talk about, of having it on a plane, somebody else does too, going, you know, going on a family road trip, everybody can play together and do whatever. I think that also is true for animal crossing even though it's a different kind of multiplayer it's not that competitive multiplayer online definitely needs to be reworked but you look at somebody like gary widow right who not only bought the third switch for the house but bought three copies of that game like that exists you know you're talking about in a house right now like uh maybe you know why well no that's not i don't think well it's the thing is like there's three switches in this house and there's three animal crossings in this house right like it is a game you're buying in multiples it is a game that everybody wants to play it is a game that where I can sit there and listen to you, Blessing, talk about how much how great Doom Eternal is, and I totally get it, right? Or even to bring it to this Nintendo thing. So, you know, people hear me talk about Mario and how much I love that and think that should have been the game of the year that year. Or other people sitting there going, no, Zelda was the right choice. It's an amazing game. You can still hear those conversations, understand those games are great, and go, yeah, but they're not really my kind of games. I fall out of those kind of games. Whereas a game mm-hmm. like Kart, Smash, and Animal Crossing, you are keeping up with the joneses you are visiting other people's islands and seeing what they're doing it is man i really just want a shovel oh well, i already have the shovel i can come give you a shovel oh my god thank you so like there is a multiplayer component to it then on top of that you layer in this that it launched when we all had to social distance and be on lockdown and so it is the way to get together and share i know of people like i said having dates in there i know of people like roping it into just hanging out with their friends like you were talking about like there's so much cool shit going on in there all the time that it is kind of the perfect storm for that game right now for sure yeah and in essence like we talk about like multiplayer games are the big nintendo multiplayer games are are going to outsell the big nintendo single player games as we see in in, yeah. in this uh sales listing but and it's similar to what you brought up too of like you know mario kart has so many different characters in it super smash has so many different characters in it it's yeah easier for those games to get a foothold of if you look at breath of the wild and you're like well i'm not a zelda guy that's fine if you, know, you look at mario guy i'm not a mario guy but you look at cart you look at smash and it's like well i am yeah a there's somebody guy. in here for me yeah exactly right? like yeah i'm a i'm a joker guy or i'm a um zelda and mario are in cart so it's like whatever like yeah yeah but animal Cro- animal crossing i feel like in spirit is like it it has it fills both sides right of being both like a single player sensation but also a multiplayer sensation right one because yeah. it is literally multiplayer but two because i think a big part of animal crossing success right now is the conversation being being had around it and is people like looking for other people's turn up prices and all and all these things i see on twitter that day, I, right? I still see three or four of those tweets every time i turn on my twitter yeah 
Story number three. Konami indefinitely delays Pez Euro 2020 DLC mm. and cancels Boxed Edition. I'm pulling from James Bachelor at gamesindustry.biz, who writes, Konami and the developers of eFootball Pro Evolution Soccer, which it, I guess it's just called Pez now? Do they not? I guess, I guess that PES is the is just like the abbreviated name. I don't know if they say it out, but eFootball Pez. You know uh, what have said, Yeah, I know, I know what it means. Uh, have said the upcoming DLC that ties in with the Euro 2020 tournament has been postponed. In a statement released via Twitter, the publisher said the free update was, quote, delayed until further notice due to the ongoing impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. The most obvious factor is the UEFA Euro 2020 tournament itself has been also postponed. But Konami notes that the, that with the state of, of emergency recently declared in Japan, quote, the original April 30th release date for the DLC is no longer possible, end quote. The company has, has canceled plans for a physical edition of eFootball Pez 2020 that would be, be released in time for the tournament. The new box edition would still have required a download to access the Euro 2020 content, but would have sported a redesigned cover with the Euro 2020 or with the Euro Cup featured prominently. While this edition will no longer be released, Konami re-emphasized that anyone who purchases Pez 2020 going forward or already owns it will receive the Euro 2020 content for free as and uh, and and when it eventually releases. Greg, we haven't talked too much about how like sports games are affected yeah. by uh, COVID nineteen and the pandemic. I'm curious, like in this fall, right when like new versions of games are to come out. Like I wonder, like when when NBA two K twenty twenty one is released. Like I wonder how that then gets changed, right? right. Because you don't what have about like Madden, the, right? Well, I guess we're or like Matt. Far ahead on that one. No, but it, maybe football's back by then. I doubt it, but maybe we'll see. But like bat, like basketball, we know the season's canceled, right? Like, how yeah. does that then reflect on on the game? Because that's how the basketball games usually have like their updates, right? They look back yeah. at the season and 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 get player stats from that, get all the updates from new players, do all do all that stuff. Um, yeah, I wonder you literally who's, just like, have the everybody's always like it's a roster update, so now it's just like all right, well these people aren't playing anymore. Yeah, like who's <laughs> they on, aged who's out on, over this year? Who's on the cover? Like how do you how how do you figure that out? Do you just have like the runner up from the, the last year's cover like be be the one like yeah i i'm curious on how that all shakes out but yeah as an that, example, that's boom. i you, you raise an interesting point that i think that's one of the more unknown things right now that i would love to see a story on is like yeah what are you know like even the mlb the show team like it, their game's out obviously but as they get ready for what traditionally would be the next year and what it's kind of funny.com slash wrong it's not next year. It's the year after that that they're no longer exclusive and on multiple multiple platforms. Or is it next year that they're on multiple platforms? Doesn't matter. They're obviously working on this game, but what are you working on? Is it just updating features for things? Is it just you know dreaming and all the things you've cut over the years? Is it just business as usual? Is it a hold? Is it a whatever? How are you sourcing and figuring out who new players would be? How are you managing assets? Like I don't know. I'd love to know. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that all shakes out. Story number four. PS Now is currently 25% off for new subscribers. I'm pulling this from James Picard at Eurogamer, who writes, Sony is currently discounting 12-month PS Now subscriptions by 25% for new subscribers. It's currently on offer until the end of the month directly through P the PSN store for £37.49, uh, because this is a Eurogamer article. Uh, you can even save yourself a few extra quid if you pick up £40 PSN credit from Shopto for £33.85 and use that to pay for it and i don't know if this is a thing that's exclusive to europe or if this is worldwide or if, if people in north america can take advantage of that that might be a kind of funny.com slash your wrong thing if you want to see if you can get 25 percent off as a new subscriber for ps now but the reason why i wanted to include this in in news and not just in like uh deal of the day or anything uh is because in in this same article they they continue with the with the next quote what is ps now though well, for a while, PlayStation Now has been Sony's somewhat forgotten attempt at breaking into the cloud gaming space. Like many similar services, a lackluster library and performance dependent on a super fast internet connection for quality streaming meant it was largely ignored. However, changes over the last year or so have made the service massively more appealing, end quote. And that's from the article. Robbie Rob wrote in with a question that deals with PS Now, uh, which I think is going to be an interesting conversation starter. Ooh. Hello, Blessing and Greg. I recently started playing PlayStation games, though not with a PlayStation or emulation, but with PlayStation Now on my PC. I've had a chance to now to use the major cloud gaming services, and although PlayStation Now is fun, it lacks in features even though it has been around the longest. 
My question is this. What features would you add to PS Now to improve the service? Personally, I would add phone support as well as rebindable button support for PC. Greg, yeah. we, uh, we have a PlayStation podcast. We do. We live yes, in, I love you. We live and breathe PlayStation, you and I both. Yeah. PS Now, what can it do to improve? Uh, I, it's stuff that I think is apples and oranges in a way, right? Where Robbie Rob's talking about adding phone support, right? Of course, that's the thing. Uh, but in the same breath, I want to see the ability to download uh, PS2, uh, or no, I'm sorry, download PS3 games, right? This is what we were talking about with yeah. when we did Peace Walker at the beginning of the year on PS I Love You. It was like such a, not hassle, but like you start using the PS3 and you're like, oh my God, there's so many hoops to jump through to make this thing go the right way. And it was like, oh, it's on PS now and download. And it's like, oh, right, I can't download. I can only stream this game. And you stream it and there's just enough latency to make it not be any way, the way not be the way I'd want to play this thing. So, I mean, it's that, but then it's also the fact that they need to show and talk about why this is a, a they need to improve this for people like Robbie Rob and then re-roll it out to everybody. Because it is that thing of, I know jack shit about PS now. I, I yes i host a playstation podcast yes i have uh you know covered playstation my entire career when they launched playstation now i got my code to review it jumped in and played some stuff and i was like this is awful and like so many other people i walked away and never came back and so then we hear these stories from people that are using it here using it there and it is better it is this but when i go through and i want to use it for something very specific it's not there when i go through and it's like oh they're adding god of war or spider-man and then they're cycling those out or whatever it's like okay cool like Again, Xbox Game Pass is destroying you in this market in terms of making this a, a product they want that people are talking about and excited about. No one's excited about PS Now, it seems. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, I, I, when I look at PS Now and the features of it, like on paper, it seems like it should be doing well to me, right? Like they they recently, and I'm I'm looking at a PS blog post from tw- October 2019 where they talk about some of the changes coming to PS Now, right? And and it leads off by saying that. God of War, Grand Theft Auto V, Infinite Second Son, and Uncharted 4 Thieves' End are coming to PS, PS Now. Um, and, and they say in the blog post, uh, these games will be available starting October 1st until January, January 2nd, 2020. And so I don't know if those games are still available, available or not. Yeah, or if they've been taken I know for a fact they cycle them out, so it's not the oh, same. Oh, okay. So it's like, gotcha. sorry, go ahead. You keep going on your point. Well, yeah, but like the, fa- the fact that they're not there anymore, like that's like, I mean, that that's definitely an issue. But then looking at the pricing, right? Like they changed the pricing in October, right? And then they they lowered it from um uh like t- it's ten dollars monthly now or sixty dollars yearly, right? Where yeah. it was twenty dollars monthly or a hundred dollars yearly, um which is like good competitive pricing. Them allowing you to, to download PS4 games, even though I that I feel like that should extend to PS3 games and uh, and other games are on the service. And I, I know that's I a tech issue, and I know that's a whole bunch of stuff before people start writing it yeah. wrong. I'm aware of why they can't, but it's also then I just don't. It's just not competitive in the way that Game Pass is. And I understand that, again, PlayStation doesn't need to do it that way, but it's in the same thing of just, I don't, I can't get excited for this because even the games they're adding are old games that don't, you know, it's like, cool, why does that matter? And I know that I'm in a very privileged position that I review and get to play everything right away, but it's just that idea of you're cycling in these things and making it go. And then it's also on PC, but it's also not, nobody seems to care. And then remote plays this thing, but remote plays not, doesn't work as great as it should either. And it's like, Sony has all these half steps that I think they need to, for PlayStation five, really commit to and say, if they want it's either, I want them either to fucking be all in on this stuff and here's why it matters. And here's how we revamped it. And it runs even better. You know what I mean? Like get out there and actually compete with fucking Stadia and xCloud and say, no, 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 this is how we're making this shit matter. Or I don't want them to do it. I want them to step back and be like, no, this is we're, we're this is what we are. This is our lane. But I say yeah. all this, and again, I'm talking from this uh, privileged, super enthusiast, uh, you know, see everything, play everything mentality. When you know, when I always bring this up, and I know I got it wrong before, not wrong, but I've misconstrued it before. Uh, that it is basically to leave it in line. PlayStation now makes the money is is successful. It isn't a sexy. I don't think it's a sexy bullet point. I don't think it's a big uh, feather in their cap. But PlayStation is considers this a success. So why fuck with it if it's working the way they want it to? Yeah, and I and I think that's definitely like a very good point. Is the fact that I don't they don't they don't necessarily have the need to to mess with it or the need to like really blow it out. Yeah, and I'm hearing like a beeping in my house. Yeah, that's mine. Sorry, going. the beeps are on my end. Oh, they're on your end. Okay, I think so. Well, I'm, gonna I'm, gonna like, I'm gonna mute fire. myself, and you tell me if you hear it. That's oh, already gone. Yeah, I, yeah, it's, nope. I think it's a fire alarm next door. Oh, there it is. Oh, I'm oh, I'm still hearing it. On my, hold on, let me take out my headphone. No, it's my, it's on my side. Hold on, let me check the kitchen real quick. 
Everybody, Blessing's house might be on fire, and he is only wearing uh, swim trunks. You think my sister's all right? <sighs> you know what, Kev? Yeah. I don't. I think yeah. she's on fire. I think yeah. Yeah. I really hope she's on dream. fire. You feel like an idiot. My, my uh, childhood neighborhood burned down. That's a weird dream. All right. So what it was <laughs> was uh, somebody was making toast and they forgot, <laughs> and, and so the fire alarm is going off. Gotcha. And it's pretty smoky out there. Um, but yeah, I forgot what we we're in the middle of talking about. PS Now prices. Blessing. That, that was your one chance to come back in with like a cloth covering, just being like, "Is there's a fire? There's a fire! <laughs> Get out! <laughs> we're trapped." <laughs> I don't want to worry people, but um, uh, yeah, I forgot I was, I forgot I was driving out. PlayStation Now is where you're either going on about and yeah, you know, yeah. PlayStation Now it's a thing that continues just, to exist. That oh yeah, I was, I was, isn't sexy? Yeah, I was saying it does fine for them. They don't necessarily need to like to, to mess with it. Um, but it feels like when for me when I look at, at PS Now and its futures and all that stuff right now, right? It feels like they look. I, like I know it was it was the first to come out of its kind. It was like the first, if I'm not counting like on live, right? If I'm talking about the current generation, sure. right? Them having a a subscription service to where you can get video games, but then also, <laughs> but then also also having uh, it being blessing. Like a it's going off making. again. I know. Carol got it. Where your house is still on fire? That the toast I, is burning down the entire house. What if like the what if we just kept doing this episode, but then like you the see fire the smoke pouring in behind you? <laughs> yeah, you see you see my like my door start to like burn down. Uh, I just continue to ignore it. But you look at what they have, and in a way, it feels like Sony is like it feels like they looked at Xbox Game Pass and then looked at Stadia, and they were like, "Let's just have the best of both worlds," but then like didn't commit to either. I know that just, that's not how it happened because it came out before both of those, but it feels like a weird meeting in the middle place to where, yeah, what you're saying, right? For them to commit to like having like a vision and then go hard with that would be awesome to see like them being like hey let's just go all the way xbox game pass route and just really commit to having a library that that is going to be be dope whether or not you want to put your first party games on there i understand either way because your first party games are valuable to you um but like have something that feels tantalizing have something that that really that really sells it have have an amazing library on there and then don't pull off games like grand theft auto uh five and god of war a few months after having them on there um or go the other route and just like commit all the way to streaming but in that case like put it on phone like i don't understand why it's, why it's not on phone because i know it was on like the sony phones uh at what point yeah but, uh one of the things i was trying to bring up earlier and struggling with was this brendan sinclair games industry Biz article in november 2018 playstation now brought in uh, 143 million last quarter uh, there's been some speculation about Netflix-style gaming subscription services as the future of the industry, but they're making a considerable impact on the present as well. According to a new report from industry research group Superdata, uh, the leading subscription services combined to bring in about $273 million in revenue during the third quarter of the year. The group determined that the, that most of the revenue, 52%, was accounted for place, Sony's PlayStation Now service, which is said brought in $143 million for the quarter. EA's collection of, they, they have EA, they have Origin, they have all this stuff. Uh, Xbox Game Pass uh, brought up the rear of the major offerings uh, this was 41 million again this is 2018 uh you're talking about revenue you're talking about price cuts you're talking about success it's not exactly like hey blah blah, blah but i'm pointing out the fact that playstation now does well even though i don't think we give it the time of day because even with game pass as well i think there is in not a enthusiast press i guess right and podcasts and everything else game pass is just sexy in the way that hey they're putting all their first party games out hey here's seven new games they're announcing coming to it where playstation now is just so much quieter about that and i again yeah i imagine that's because playstation now is built for uh i guess a budgeted gamer you know what i mean somebody who wants to put the 60 dollars in for the year and then get whatever they get versus the playstation and play, that's great for playstation they don't care that can go quietly playstation's more amped about selling everybody these 60 games once a month for or whatever sure it's going to be yeah where on the xbox side it does feel like they would like everybody to have game pass in a and sense, i think like, that's what when you come into revenue again where xbox is giving it away for a dollar or whatever just trying to get you in and get you hooked and get you to understand what this is so that when they do whatever they're going to do with uh, uh uh xbox series x they'll be ready to go yeah if you look at and um we'll transition in a second but like if you look at the xbox game pass twitter account like they're super active in terms mm-hmm. of how like it, it seems like they're treating that as its own brand uh, and want people to kind of see that as its own thing. Like t- Xbox Game Pass has its own voice, it has its own hu- humor. Like they have, they're a specific brand within Xbox uh, in a way that feels like they want everybody to have all eyes on it in the way that versus PS PlayStation, where PS now feels like it is like it, its own 
I guess branch of PSN or you want to I think it's an interesting, it. you know, conversation to go around and around on, right? Cuz I yeah, I'm like I want to make it I want them to make it sexy. I want them to commit. In PlayStation again, it's probably just like it's fine. It does it's fine. It's like legitimately it, you could whenever we talk about how PlayStation has in the latter half of the PlayStation 4 treated indies, they're just like they're fine. We don't need to promote them. We don't need to put them on stage. We don't need to put them in presentations outside of an occasional state of play. They're doing fine on their own, right? It's the same argument for PlayStation now of like, I don't think, you know, you hear enough about it or hear the stuff about it and I don't have any experience with it. And to the same, to, for the, you know, full transparency, of course, I don't have I, any experience with Game Pass either, right? Like, it's the occasional, uh, like, what? I don't even remember last game. I have played stuff on it. Void Bastards, for sure. Or that, that, yeah, that game from Skybound. Like Outer Wilds, Gears 5 came on Game yeah, Pass. Yeah. And so uh, it's like that thing Outer Worlds. getting on there and downloading it and be ready to go. I'm like, all right, cool, this is it. But PlayStation Now, yeah, I'm not kicking the tires on it ever. But I'm not kicking the tires on Game Pass either. And then xCloud, I'm waiting uh-huh. for the update. Beyond what I've played of xCloud, I'm waiting for the update of letting my own Xbox library be there. I'm very curious to see what the future of PS Now and Game Pass and xCloud and all the different streaming and subscription services are. But that feature is so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Grop Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. I'm so distracted by the potential fire that's happening in my house. It's not. The thing was stopped. You're it's fine. Yeah, You're probably going to live. Went, no. It went twice. Blessing, let's take this moment to really live and get on that desk. Just stand on that desk. <laughs> I guess if I'm going to go, I, it's I, well I might struck. as well go Could out. Could be the last time you ever get to do it. Could be the last time you ever get to do it. Before I read what's out today, let me tell you about our sponsor. Uh, you can write into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Hims. You've heard us talk about Hims and how they're helping guys look their best. If you haven't yet, it's time to see what they're all about. 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35. Once you've noticed thinning hair, it can be too late. The best way to prevent more hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some. While you still have some, forhims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, and sexual wellness for men. It's time to write a new chapter, one in which you have hair. Kind of Funny's own Nick and Andy can attest that they're looking and feeling great due to Hims, hair loss, skincare, and sexual wellness for men. I know Andy talks about it. I said across from Andy when we're at the office. Uh, and Andy, man, every time I see him, he just looks better and better. You know what I mean, Greg? <laughs> I know. You're, you're pretty sure the choir over here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims is helping guys be the best version of, of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. For Hims connects you to real doctors online, which can save you save you hours, completely confidential and discreet. Answer a few quick questions a doctor will review, and if they determine it's right for you, can prescribe you medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. Right now, our listeners can get started with their first month free. Go to 4hims.com slash games daily. That's 4hims.com slash games daily. Prescription requires an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is, is appropriate. This offer is valid only if prescribed. Three-month minimum subscription. Additional res- restrictions ap- apply. See website for full details and and important safety information. Remember, that's 4hims.com slash gamesdaily. We're also brought to you by Quip. Quip, makers of the Quip electric toothbrush, wants you to know the one single discovery that matters most for your dental care. It's simply this. If you have good habits, you're good. That means brushing for two minutes, twice a day, and flossing regularly, no matter what brand you use. Quip makes that simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. Quip's elective Electric brush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full and even clean. The official floss dispenser comes with a pre-marked string to help you use just enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping, so your routine is always right. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today, starting at $25. And if you, get to, if you go to getquip.com games right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash games, spelt G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash games. Quip, the good habits company. Out today, we got Cryo Gear for Xbox One and PC. Freak Out Calamity TV show for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Is that the I one just, we talked about on PS4? Yeah, Logan? that's my PSN game of the week. I just bought it while you were talking. Oh, man. Blind Men, which is my PSN game of the, of the week, is out <laughs> today for PS4 and Switch. 
Sinker is out for Xbox One. A Fold Apart is out for Switch and Apple Arcade, and I've heard Ooh. good things about A Fold Apart. That so was I the one, yeah, that looked so stunning when we saw it at a, uh, I guess it would have been a Nindy's probably presentation or whatever. I have it on my Switch. I haven't had a chance to boot it up yet. Hyper Jam is out for Switch. Rover Wars is out for Switch. Purs in Heaven is out for Switch. Theme Park Simulator is out for Switch. Bad Lads is out for PC. Devious Dungeon 2 for PC. Super Forklift 3000 for PC. Dogs of Wall Street for PC. No One Lives Under the, the Lighthouse for PC. Hero of the Kingdom, The Lost Tales 1 for PC and Mac. Mushroom Cats 2 for PC. Love Mushroom Cats. Wo- love Mushroom Cats. World War II Partisan Partis- for PC and Mac. Beyond Blue is out today for Apple Arcade. And then today, Corona Relief Done Quick, that is CRDQ, begins. A speedrunning marathon hosted by Games Done Quick in efforts to help those in need during the global COVID-19 pandemic. CRDQ is an online-only event kicking off today at 12 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time and running through April 19th, 2020 on the official Games Done Quick Twitch channel. And then new days for you, Streets Streets of Rage 4 will release on April 30th on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Now it's time for Reader Mail. Remember, you can write into patreon.com slash games to get your question read on the show, just like Kebabs did. Kebabs writes in and asks, my question today is simple. Which game do you think will be more valuable, PT or Cooking Mama Cookstar? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say PT. This is this is an interesting one because PT is like not a box game that you can get. Yeah, that's why you gotta, if you're going to sell it, you got to sell it to the PlayStation 4 in the account, right? <laughs> yeah. And so like... I, I like the idea of we're, com- we're comparing a PS4 game that is that you have to sell on the PS4 to, let's say, a Switch game that I imagine. I don't know what the situation is with, with the Switch version of, of uh, Kicking Mama if you delete it. Like, I wonder if you're able to redownload it, kindoffling.com slash you're wrong, um, because that's, that's not a, a thing question. I don't think anybody's really talked about. Once um, you buy the license, I think you have to be able I to. I think there's some like crazy back end way to bring it back if you've deleted it. For PT? Yeah. Yeah, there there is. I've seen I've seen people bring that up. I don't know. I the last time I saw that though was a few years ago, so I don't know if that's still a thing or if Konami's actively fighting against people down, downloading PT. I don't I don't assume they are. Um, but yeah, I'd probably also say PT based on the fact that it is like one it, it's stranded on PS4s and so like at a certain point like the last PS4 that's alive with PT is going to break and PT will just be no more in God, theory. Forever, right. Ever. Unless like do the, like the, the, the dark web thing that Kevin's talking about. Yeah. Um, whereas cooking mama Cookstar, like you do have digital versions. I imagine since you bought the game, they are obligated to let you redownload it. If you, del- if you get a new switch or delete your, your uh, game, that seems like a thing they would have to do. Uh, but then also there are like boxed copies out there. So it's just more prevalent despite, Cooking Mama Cooks Cockstar Cookstar. That's the porno uh, name for it. Yeah, no, I've, I'm surprised I haven't seen that one pop Jesus up yet. Um, <laughs> um, Milk Mommy yeah, I, Cockstar. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Um, but yeah, like I, I, despite Cooking Mama Cookstar being less popular, which in theory would probably make it more rare in some cases. I think that's probably not the case here. I think, yeah, PT is probably going to be in cool. It's like the more valuable People just game. care more about PT. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's the thing is like, what a cool story, what a, or what a cool game, what a crazy story involving Norman Reedus and Guillermo del Toro and fucking Hideo Kojima and this breakup with Konami and the co- cooking mama cook star is always going to be this like, oh, this is a weird argument over a shitty yeah. game. Great. Well, it's interesting how those things shake out sometimes because like, I think the, I think history has, had it so that like the the less popular game usually ends up being the more rare which ends up being the more popular or not popular more valuable in some cases yeah, like i think yeah. there was and i i'm hesitant to bring up examples because i am definitely not like super educated on the rarity of like old games but i know there was like an olympic game on the nes that track was like super field. rare right track and field yeah yeah track and field is what i think i'm, I'm but like of. it was super but, rare because it was like a special edition that was only made for a competition oh yeah that's and that's what it was, was like four of them maybe one of them. it was like a know. nintendo world championship kind of thing and so there weren't that many made um yeah, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. that was super valuable because is because it was super rare which tends to happen also with games that are like that just don't get printed much because they're because they're bad um 
but yeah, in in this example, PT versus Cooking Mama Cookstar, I'll venture to say that it's going to be PT. Agreed. Now it's time to squat up. Joven writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can, with a squat up on Xbox One, PS4, and Switch. Uh, Joven writes, hey, y'all. Looking for some cool new people to play a variety of games with. I own all three consoles, though I mainly play on Xbox, and I'm dying to jump back into Rainbow Six. I also play Warzone and a bunch of other stuff as well. On Switch, I'm looking for people for Animal Crossing, as well as a few other games like Pokemon and maybe Smash, though I'm not great at it. My PS4 is mostly for the amazing exclusives they have, but feel free to add me over there too. I'm a home daily daily truck uh daily truck driver so my play times are usually monday through friday around 11 30 p.m to 2 ish a.m eastern time and random on the weekends thanks kind of funny crew for all your entertaining content and helping me get through my mostly boring work day you can add joven on xbox one or ps4 uh through the username jovi 84 that's j-o-v-i-e-8-4 um and then his switch or their switch friend code is uh 6060 Nine four nine three seven five two seven, and that's in the YouTube description if you want to, want to look that up. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you get to write in and let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. Uh, Nick Scarpino writes in, and I doubt that that's the real Nick Scarpino. No way, he's I don't think not Nick Scarpino watches any of, any of the game content. But uh, they write in and say, Greg, you should show us the pants you're wearing, which is a good point. We never confirmed that Greg is actually wearing pants. I mean, do we really need to confirm that I'm wearing that I'm wearing pants? I I told you that you have to dress up like you're going to church. You said I'm gonna wear swim trunks. That's that's what you. But do. I have I also have on a tie, and like if <laughs> if I didn't forget my water bottle, and if there wasn't a fire going on in my, my home, water. you know I didn't forget my water bottle. But you finally want to see him? You, yeah, I want to see him. Oh, oh he baby. did it! Where were you? He did it? I'm actually shocked. I didn't think you would do it. This will be reflected. Wow. This will be reflected in your paycheck this month. Oh no, I get it though. Uh, Nail boss, <laughs> right? I get it though. <laughs> and said so the statement regarding no events till fall twenty twenty one was from Zeke Emanuel, the director of uh, healthcare transformation institute at University of Pennsylvania. Which I don't remember referencing that, but I did. I did. I think it might yeah, actually okay. been when you went dead and we were talking about Comic Con. I was like, where? What? What? What university is it from? Thank you very much. Nail Bouch says uh, 2021 will see MLB the show being multi-platform. Uh, Nail Bouch also says PS Now was never available on Sony phones. It was available on PS3, PS Vita, PS TV, Sony Bravia televisions, uh, Samsung televisions, and Sony Blu-ray players. However, support for these was ended in early 2017. I think I, I think I probably had Sony Bravia in mind uh, mm-hmm. because I was thinking it was like a Sony phone or something. Let's see here. Charles Jacobson says, breaking the original voice actor of Leon Kennedy in RE2, Paul Paul Haddad uh, dies at 56. Hmm. Rest in peace. Well, that's terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, and then Nail Ball just writes in with some more further context about how you can re-download PT, but I'm not going to read it on this show because I, I ain't a criminal. You know, I follow the rules. Konami doesn't no, no, have PT. Thing. We had a question about it, right? He says, once you delete it, you can't re-download it any other way. There's only one way using this proxy server to re-download it. And if you haven't downloaded, you're fucked. Boom. Like, if you never redeemed it. It's Friday, which means this is your last episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily for the week. Next week's hosts are as follows. Monday, it's me and Tim. Tuesday, it's me and Imran. Wednesday, it's Greg and Gary Widow for Widow Wednesday. Thursday, it's Greg and me. And then Friday... You're back again with me and Greg. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about as my house catches on fire. We have a Patreon (laughs) post show for those that are subbed at the server level of patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily. I'm not even going to try the handshake this time. Nah, no, it's not worth it. Every time I'm just like,